Hello, Ed. How you doing? I, well, I, I am still recovering. You're still recovering from? From mall stink. Mall stink. Yeah. Yes, that is a particular brand of stink, isn't it? That, that is definitely its own thing. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. All right. I want to talk about a subject here that has me really PO'd, okay? Oh, like legit PO'd? Yeah, legit PO'd. What are you, are you alleging that I sometimes make up like them PO'd? Are you saying some of my PO is not actually PO? Yes. Why would you suggest, you know that I'm, I, there's many things that aggravate me. You're doing it right now. No, I'm not. This is aggravating me. I'm amused. You see, that's why you do it. You aggravate me to amuse yourself. That's a survival tactic around you, Ed. So I'm going to, I'm warning you, there will be some bleeps. Because I'm probably going to swear. Okay. All right. The story I read online, this new story, Kanye West goes on a rampage of new hatred and conspiracy theories, uh, old anti-Semitic canards, Holocaust denying, Hitler loving, goes okay, away. This, this is all, yeah, this is all the stuff that he did before. There's not a new wave of it, right? No. He, okay. He, he goes away for about a month. We don't hear anything in the news after a, a a whole media onslaught. And then he comes back. I see this article about him talking about his uh, how he went out with his uh, new wife and daughter um, and describing what they yeah, wore. Nobu. Yeah. You know, they, they're talking about what they, you know, what what his new wife wore, what his daughter wore. You know what they didn't talk about? The fact that Kanye is an industrial sized bag of sh- they didn't talk like it's all they're trying to pretend we were always at war with Oceana. We're trying to pretend like this hollow. They're like, let's just pretend this is Bobby Ewing getting out of the shower. For those who understand that reference, let's okay. just let's just all pretend that none of that actually happened. And let's just go forward writing puff pieces. And a puff piece like this comes directly from a publicist. Uh, the publicists are trying to clean his image up. Yeah. So first they get him married. You know, it's like, oh, he's a married man now. And he's saying, oh, she, you know, she she rescued me. She protected me. She is a beard um, to, to, to try to change the, the channel on him. 27 years old and a Kim Kardashian lookalike. He's yeah, that's 45. healthy. Yeah, that's healthy for a guy on the rebound from Kim Kardashian. I, um, I, I don't know why any woman would marry Kanye West at cha-ching! this point. Money. My understanding is he's very much in debt. Yeah, but he still lives a lifestyle as if he's not. Because he doesn't live in the real world. I just, you know, normally I don't blame people for this stuff. But this guy's a known commodity right now. Like, I don't know what some people think getting involved. This is a I love can save him kind of thing. It's the same mistake. Because, I mean, Kim Kardashian knew he was... He was Kanye West when she married him. You know what you're signing up for at this point. This is this is going to be the the the, the plan going forward. Is the publicists are going to give the uh, newspaper uh, a puff piece? I'll give you an exclusive of where you can see Kanye with his wife and his daughter. A nice family scene. 
Um, you know, there are pictures of Hitler's of Hitler with German shepherds too. You know, there you're not changing the channel with me on this on what he did on on what uh, Kanye West did. You're not changing the channel. You're not going to distract me with his wife and his daughter. He's still a sack of. He's still a hateful, horrible human being, and I am not going to. I I will continue to refer to him as what he is. Because until he apologizes, and the thing is, he's going to issue an apology. It's not even going to be sincere because the guy, he, he's got squirrels in his brain. Um, he, squirrels? He's got squirrels in his brain. Um, and he doesn't, uh, he, he doesn't think things through. People tell him stuff. And he, you know, he fell, falls under the sway of that, that hard, uh, the other bag of shit, uh, Candace Owens, um, falls under her sway. And, uh, you know, all the talent, a guy like that with an ego like that, how do you get him? You tell him, you're smarter than this. You, yeah, this is the yeah. information that they don't want you to know. Yeah. You're smarter than to believe what the public is telling. You're yeah. smarter than to believe the history books. This is the real stuff. This Because you're smarter. You can, see, you can see the truth here. You just have to kiss these guys' butts. Yeah. And, uh, or, or women. It's easy to manipulate them. But this really angered me. This story, how dare you put this story out as if nothing had happened beforehand, as if we're now just going to forget that it happened. I'm not forgetting. They don't care. Who, the publicists? The the whole system doesn't really care. That's why I've had such a low opinion of all this cancel culture nonsense. The media has been doing this as long as there's been a media. It's the part of it, I mean... You know, Ed, at Much Music, I wouldn't fudge a fact even on somebody I couldn't stand. Yeah, that's and right. I was I was considered difficult because of it. But I I didn't, you know, when when you're on the receiving end of this stuff, you gotta have empathy. Like even somebody I don't like, I'm not going to knowingly falsify a detail. And unfortunately. A lot of people get their their news from a comedy show, you know, like The Daily Show or Last Week Tonight, not knowing that, how do I put this? They will, they will alter facts for a punchline. You can't necessarily trust the accuracy because they're, they're not news people. They're entertainers. And that and is I what they think, say. I don't think that's an excuse. That that is what they say. That's what John Stewart. Think... Much respect to John Stewart, but that's what John Stewart used to say when people said more people when, when stats showed more people were getting their information, their news yeah. from the Daily Show than from the news. He said, "We are not news people. We are entertainers." And interestingly, when uh, people sue Fox News shows like Tucker Carlson yeah. or some of the others, the defense. <laughs> that uh, Fox puts forward is that nobody, uh, no reasonable person would believe that what these anchors or these show hosts are saying is true, that they are entertainers, that no reasonable person would believe what they're saying is 100% factual. That defense doesn't tend to work is the thing. The courts know what Hollywood's still in denial about. Now, I will give empathy to some of these shows, it is hard to be the person saying, no, we're going to get it right. I mean, you you saw the crap I took for taking that stand. 
Yeah, and you, you, you took some all, of it from me. <laughs> well, oh, we're so, you know, we're so progressive. We're so this, we care about things. But the minute you care about accuracy, because we realized, yeah, 13-year-olds were listening to what you said, Ed, on things. I'm like, this is a responsibility. We We don't have to do this, you know, legally, but morally we should. People start treating you like you're a problem. So I understand why people give in. Well, I, I remember as far as uh, progressiveness of much music, the alleged progressiveness of much music, um, when you and I helped a, a, a homeless young woman get off the street, when we brought her into the building, we hired her to work on our shows and stuff like that, helped her uh, build herself up. The people who beforehand had yeah. been the loudest leftists, the the ones who supposedly had sympathy and empathy and pity for all the downtrodden um, who had pictures of Che Guevara at their desk. Those people were the worst to her. Those instead of saying yeah. you're doing a good thing, you're helping a homeless person. You're actually it, it's yeah, it's, they, they like they like to help statistics. They don't like when it, it means getting their hands dirty. They don't want to know from it. And that's how I knew most of these progressive people were just full of crap. Well, they are full of crap. They want the status. They want the backpats for caring. But they don't want to do the things that actually work to make problems better. Should we go to break and come back, talk about this? Ah, we'll talk about something else. I don't want to leave it quite there, but I know we have to go to break. All right, we'll pick it up. Right. We will be back after this. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, during the break, I have a, I have like the the attention span of a goldfish. Which, by okay. the way, uh, by the way, uh, a gold it's a myth. Goldfish actually have a three month uh, memory. I don't know how they tested it, but goldfish actually they don't forget things immediately. Nor do squirrels forget where they bury their nuts. There, that's a little bit of fact for you today. You learned something new. So if nothing else, you get nothing else from this podcast, you now have learned that uh, the thing about fish having no memory is not true or squirrels having no memory is not true. Now, Liana, what were we yeah. talking about? Well, we were talking about kind of a particular kind of faux left winger in the media that wants the credit for being a good person while being a terrible person. And I just, I just wanted to make it clear that this does not mean that all, all progressives are phonies or frauds. It's just the people, anybody that ends up in certain, certain jobs, it's like game of Thrones. Anybody that ends up in a decision-making position in Canadian media they they had to step on someone to get there so and that that's the problem it's not about being good at your job it's not about making good good stuff it's all about who you can shank for your own benefit and i just i just wanted that to is, say that so okay that is not that is not 100% true it's not just about who you can shank it's about uh whose ass do you kiss well that that's part of the shanking right it it yeah you got to shank the people who are lined up ahead of you to kiss that person's ass yeah not literal shanking obviously but i just want people literal shanking would be more merciful than the shanking that they the political that, shanking they do that's true there are people out there that care right there's a lot of people out there trying to do the work it's just they don't connect 
with certain halls of power the way it it should happen in a just world. So I don't I don't want everybody to think everyone in the media is corrupt. It's certain gatekeepers. All right. So talking about media, um, Prince Harry. Okay. Now, I don't know where you stand on the Prince Harry thing. I um I've had enough of Prince Harry. I what just... was with you and gingers lately? Last time it was Ed Sheeran. Now it's Prince Harry. This has nothing to do with their comp- complexion. You know that I am a ginger ally. Um, what? Prince Harry, enough already, man. I get it. You didn't. Yeah, you had problems with your family growing up. Guess what? Most of us do, but most of us can't run off to another country and live like a literal king and then get get paid to talk about how our family was so bad. Enough already. He is a literal prince, not a literal king. But no, he lives like a literal king. No, he doesn't. Now he can say what he wants. Have you seen where they're living? I'm sure it's very opulent, but that that meets expectations. He's not above a circle K in downtown Los Angeles, in East Los Angeles. Okay, that's not a reason to dismiss what he's saying. Though? I'm not dismiss. I'm sure that what he's saying is true. I just don't care. Enough already. We all have family problems. Okay, that's true, but why isn't he allowed to talk about them? Um, I don't think people should be listening. I suppose it's true that well, okay, if if someone was going to pay me scads of money to talk about people I don't like in my past, Bring, you bring those wheelbarrows of cash, I'll talk about it. It's, I suppose, what you're identifying is that why is the public so interested in this? Is it the idea that people like to know that rich people have the same problems that they do? I don't no, know. No, I'm not but saying I'm, that. No, I'm, I, this is what I'm asking. Um, what you're saying is that don't blame the guy for talking about his, his life. Um, at least I think that's what you're saying. Um, no, no, I think that the core... Thing that he's doing that is that is worthy is he's doing a certain amount of media literacy for people right that these stories come out because palace palace insiders are leaking these stories it's all a game there's a certain amount of you know uh we'll give you this story on this person and so you don't run this story on this other person. I think it it is important for someone who grew up in that to be telling people, don't, don't believe this stuff. If you want to consume it for entertainment, okay. But, but don't believe it's real just because it's on a website, like a, a so-called news service. Right. I think that's very, very important for people to understand. And they don't listen to people like me. They really don't listen to people like me. Well, even when it's a story that involves me. So if if he can. If he can get a few more people to understand how the sausage is made, I think that's good. The thing is how the the uh, royal family works with with that business of, uh, uh, you know, uh, giving stuff to the press so they don't write about you. I'll throw you some some red meat so you'll talk about that person. That's mm. how 
That's how the entire celebrity media industry works. In fact, it's even how yeah. political news works. If the, a reporter will say, I'm calling you because I have this story. And they say, if you don't run this story, I'll give you a better story. It's, okay. like, we see, it's like we see on TV cop dramas. Like, we don't care about you, little fish. But if you give us something on the bigger fish, we'll let okay. you go. But in the case of the royals, they're doing it to their own family. That's what's messed up. I, I think family means something different to the royal family than it does to real families. I, I, I just think it's important for people to, to know that th there are there are systems at work here. And and you know, he has the right to speak. And yeah, people... he has the right to speak, but enough. Okay, why enough? Just don't watch it. You know, in, in the old days, um, there would probably be a Saturday morning cartoon of uh of him. They'd add a they'd add a, a love a, a, a funny little dog companion, and he'd probably travel through time meeting uh other uh royal people through history and complaining to them about how bad his childhood was. I don't I don't see I don't I don't want to make it seem like it's a bad thing that he's he's talking about how a very unusual upbringing affected him right because again he's basically showing this isn't something to aspire to well you can't really aspire to being a hereditary ruler <laughs> you know it's it it that that's game of thrones and it never ends well yeah, but I mean, these these girls who are fed princess culture from the time they're four, you know, I think it's there. There is a certain amount of programming that happens here. And and it's a it's a it's a slimy world. It doesn't have to be what it is. And that's what I get the sense. He's trying in his own way to to reform things. And he couldn't do it from the inside, so he's he's doing it from the outside so that he can speak about it and, you know, maybe make things less horrific and more human. You know what I think? I think you're right that maybe he's trying to do that, but I think the actual effect is that it just hardens the royal family. He now becomes uh, an outsider and they, they close ranks. It doesn't change any of, of their relations. They're not going to stop and say, maybe we shouldn't do that with the media. That's going to continue. Okay, just but... gonna, he's not going to actually do any change. Um, the only the thing, the, the one benefit I can see of him talking is that it shows that his life before he met Meghan Markle was not perfect. So you well, people can I... stop blaming her it... for the changes in his life. I definitely think that's a motivator could you imagine being him and everything getting blamed on her one it's it's just awful uh awful the way she's been treated and people it's funny people in the uk disagree it's she knows what she signed up for no, no. nobody no. who wasn't born in the uk knows what that's going to no. be like no. but the no fact way. that you know problems within that family that have been happening for for decades are getting blamed on her it's not fair and if if i'm him i'd feel intense guilt about that well and i think he does i think that he is a decent human being um i think 
His motives are probably good. I'm just tired of seeing his face everywhere. I, you know, I'd rather it be him than Kanye West. Well, I'd rather it be him than Ed Sheeran. Ah, uh, poor Ed Sheeran. Never mind, poor I've, Ed I've Sheeran. Been Somebody with that Ed little Sheeran talent has gotten so far. I'm not going to pity him. No, Ed Sheeran's all right. But no. anyway, like I, I, I'd much rather at least. Okay, how about this? I'd rather someone like Prince Harry be overexposed than more Drake. Oh my God, Drake! Slowly I turn. Yeah, like step like, by step, inch by inch. But seriously, you know, compare that, right? Because this is the problem with emotional reactance. When someone like Drake just is disgusting, you know, uh, excess and waving his money around and making disposable music that is so pablum, everybody thinks it's about them shallow people can relate to it people are like whatever but a guy like prince harry actually tries to do something with meaning and it's oh will you please go away i'm sick of you at least he's trying i will take that under advisement you know i i just at least he's trying to do something purposeful like i said i will take that under advisement and i will consider it over the commercial break. Okay. And we will be back. All right, I considered it. Yeah. Um, I need more time to consider it. Yeah, I knew you were going to. Okay, that, that's a better outcome than, than I was expecting. All right. But um, I, don't, I don't know. I just, it's not his fault that people are fascinated. Right. It's not his fault that people are fascinated by all things connected to the royal family. I mean, I, I think the royal family stuff is just nonsense. I liked the queen as as a person. I think she managed to do about as good a job as anyone could in that situation. But the institution needs major reform. Listen, the royal family are the equivalent of sports mascots at arenas. They're... Yeah. They're really, their power is, if you, if you can call it soft power, that's giving it more 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 power than it has. They are a, tour, a huge tourist draw for uh, the UK. They bring in more in tourism than the UK pays to maintain them. So there's a business case to be made for the royal family. Though I wonder with the queen gone, who everybody liked, uh, and Prince William, the, 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 the shine coming off of him, uh, I wonder if uh, the the glory days of the the monarchy as a uh, as a as a tourist thing may have been gone. Because who really wants to go to England with the the chance of uh, glancing at, at King Charles? No thanks. Okay, to me, first of all, I mean Charles. They knew Charles was going to be a problem. He doesn't have the temperament that his mother did, and you know. We can talk about the reasons for that, but I don't think you care. You're right. Um, yeah, they will sanitize William's reputation by the time it's time for him to take the crown. The yeah. problem is how they handle stuff like the Prince Andrew scandal. That oh, was wow. just irresponsible, the way that was handled. And at least the Queen attempted something. The minute she was gone, Charles undoes it. 
and well, that... and Andrew is now demanding that the person who accused him of stuff uh, retract her, or you know, say that she was lying. And I, I've heard some very credible explanations as to why people think he probably didn't do it. But let's face it, he handled the whole thing extremely poorly. Well, when you live in a place where you're like, who, you're rich and they're commoners, you don't realize the power that commoners can have in bringing you down. Um, but I don't want to get into Prince Andrew. It's a whole other story, whole other kettle okay, of fish. Can, you know what I, I mean? Can I, can I just say, though, everybody has personal responsibility for when you go in somewhere and you think something's sort of sketch. You don't just shrug because you want to get along with people who have flashy stuff. If if it looks like those girls are really young, you turn around and you walk away or you say you want to go. You don't just sit there and party. And um, I would call the police. Well, OK, I understand why you don't do that. Yeah, because these people have enough money that the police won't do anything. You Well, it's not that. It's you don't have any proof, right? I, I've been in that situation. I've heard of bad stuff going on, but I don't have any proof. And saying anything would just possibly make it worse for the victims. Because then, you know, once once there's an investigation and they find nothing, they're emboldened. Well, that's true too. So, I will take I will take that under advisement. Yeah, it's it's difficult. It's difficult and those elements of the world are really, really slimy. And we don't have because people just look the other way, because people are like, ah, don't affect me. The courts are ill-equipped to handle things like that because of, you know, the the reasonable doubt standard. Oh, you're asking me a question? Well, it, it's we just got to figure out communities have to self-police and and you do have a moral you, the the general you have a moral responsibility to do something about lawful but awful behavior. The courts can't solve everything for us. That's why we have Batman. Now, Leanna, you're famous now. Am <laughs> as I? If you, as if you weren't before. Um, uh, the, no, I'm not. It's so weird in Canada. You can have multiple jobs in the media and people still don't, you know, care. Well, it's because in in the States, they have celebrities. In Canada, we have people you pass and think, where do I know that person from? Canada has this weird thing where if if you decide to make media a career, people resent you for it. If you do more than three things that anybody's heard of, they're like, can you please go away? The thing is that if you decide to make media your career in Canada, people should pity you. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you should uh, You should have, uh, there's a Yiddish word, Rachmunis. You should have pity and, res yeah. and respect for somebody who, who who takes a bullet like that. It's, it's only part-time for me now for, for reasons. Yeah, well, I think it's part-time for me too. Anyway, yeah. I was interviewed by the Washington Post about the upcoming Harry Potter game. Now, just to uh, encapsulate for folks, uh, there's a new Harry Potter game coming out. Something it's called, about... It's called Hogwarts Legacy. Basically, you play as a student at Hogwarts and you can pick your house and everything like that. But you're somehow 
inherently special and you're the key to everything in this story and and people it's not even out yet and oh you, you mean the way millennials and gen z were raised now this game is controversial not because of the game itself but because the creator of the uh the harry potter world jk rowling has a posted, lunatic she's she's offering nut She's another, yeah. another example of a rich person with too much time on oh, her hands. Oh, oh, sorry. We can't say that. We have to say some people believe she is off her nut. No. Oh, yeah, I'm one of them. She is um, a transphobe. For those who don't know what that is, that is somebody who is uh, is hateful towards trans people. She has said yeah. things that are... There is no doubt in my mind after reading the things that she has posted. Oh, that This woman does not like trans people and she claims she just she fears for women and everything's so unsafe for women but it, it it's like so many things when you drill down on some of this stuff it doesn't make any sense and that's what you know that's what bigotry does right it's not most most bigotry, most racism, most sexism, most homophobia, transphobia, it's not about going, I hate you because you're whatever, right? It's you manage to think stupid things sound smart because of your bias. That's how it works. Every time I hear people, well, I think trans people deserve dignity, but think of the women or well i don't care if somebody's gay but i want to protect children these things are nonsense right illegal behavior is illegal behavior focus on the behavior all of that as the background yeah for the fact that you were interviewed by the washington post to talk about the controversy surrounding uh, the uh, legacy of Hogwarts or whatever the hell the video game they is. Needed, they needed someone to to say, no, buying the game doesn't automatically make you transphobic. And they, so they, 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 they cast about, and the person that they found is somebody who, like you, who is so openly uh, uh, pro-trans rights, but they needed you to be able, it's like only Nixon could go to China. You know, it's that kind of that kind of thing. And well, I think it's impressive that the Washington Post, which is a prestigious paper, not to be confused with the Washington Examiner, which is a rag, uh, Washington Post um, actually, uh, you know, they look for credible sources. They have the entire United States and Canada to look for. And they came to you. I think that is a uh, is a vote of confidence. Well, I think it's great that they're recognizing that you are a credible voice in this. Uh, it's congratulations. Really like no, nobody else would do it. Oh, there's that too. Nobody else would be willing to possibly get called a transphobe over this because that's what people were doing right if you play this game you if you hate trans people you're putting money in your pocket you support her and i'm like this is most people don't know most people don't care they just want their happy they grew up with harry potter they never read the books they saw the movies that's it we mentioned off the top of the uh, the show that we we're going to talk about mall stink yes um fill us in see i have my idea of mall stink is that uh, booyah base of uh, smells that occur when a, 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 a mass load of people 
um, plus the smell of products and stuff like that, uh, gather together under a, you know, in an enclosed space. And uh, how, especially in Canadian uh, winters, where yeah. people wear their, their, their coats inside their parkas and they're sweating, um, you, uh, they're, they're, it's an interesting melange of smells. And it's the kind of thing, it's like, you know, when it's like movie theater smell, like you go into the movie theater and it, they've cleaned it out and it smells like cleaning chemicals, whatever. Right. You sit watching the movie, you have to go pee. And when you walk back in, you're hit by a, a punch in the face of this smell that you didn't realize you were smelling because it, it came on so slowly. But when you go walk out of it and walk back in, you're like, this place smells like an outhouse. Uh, that's my idea of mall stink. What is yours? Because you have very uh, sensitive olfactory talents. Yeah, it, well, okay, I just get overwhelmed, right? I had to, I had to go into a, well, I won't say, say the name, no slight to the chain. There's a, a cosmetics brand that because of fuel prices, shipping's really expensive and it's cheaper for me to just go buy it if I'm getting one thing. You know, because I don't want to spend a hundred bucks a an order just to get the free shipping. So I went in and there is so much perfume in those stores. I don't know how the staff breathes all day. It because it's, it's like not... garbage men. Eventually their 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 nasal receptors just but go I, nose blind. I don't know how anybody that goes into that store for fragrance can actually smell what they're buying you're so overwhelmed by funk that my eyes burn yeah you when know? i walk by those places walk by them my i start crying like i'm cutting onions oh it's... like it's it's like uh mustard gas warfare in world war one it's like how you know can these stores not contain the smell within the store. You gotta spit it out into the into the the common hallway. Well, so they, you walk past it. As you, I mean, you don't even go in the store. You walk past. You're assaulted by it. I thought we were now becoming more sensitive about scent-free workplaces. And granted, if you walk into a place that sells scents, you're uh, you know you're saying I'm going to smell scents, but it's it spills out into the into the hallway. And when you go to drugstores. Soon as you walk in, first thing that's there always is the uh, the the fragrance and makeup uh, they, counters. They so you started... cannot if you go into a drugstore, you cannot avoid getting that that noxious chemical smell on you. I don't notice it as bad in drugstores anymore. They they have put they have put the fragrances a little further back in the places I go to. So I I appreciate that. Thank you know because drugstores people have to go to. But these, I mean, it's the perfumes in in these things. They're brutal. And, you know, safety razors are locked up. We put, you know, warning labels on tobacco. Now they want warning labels on alcohol, you know. But this is stuff that a lot of people, it's not just me, a lot of people have sensitivities to. And it it nails our quality of life, you know, because that it's not just the store that's producing this funk. It affects the store, all the stores around it. 
So if there's, say, a clothing store next to that store that just is is fumigating everything in perfume, I'm smelling it while I'm buying jeans. And, you know, my throat hurts and my eyes are watering and it's it's brutal. Here's the thing. Why is perfume or cologne still a thing? That stuff came about uh, back in the days when people didn't I, bathe I, and they I, wore I the same judge. clothes all the time. It was supposed to cover up stink. People, I, by and large, people buy, let's just talk in a second. Uh, I'm gonna let you speak. Uh, people, by and large, uh, are clean nowadays. And the ones that aren't, aren't, if they're not caring about how they stink, they're not gonna care about putting on cologne or perfume. Why is this still a thing? Why do we have to smell things? Why can people just not smell? Um, I don't mind if people wear a moderate amount of perfume, right? It's the overwhelming element of it. You know, people yeah, like, always, it smells people, like they basted in it. People always dunk on body spray, but that's a lot too. You know, that smelling overwhelming isn't smelling good. No, if you're trying to overwhelm someone's senses, uh, the best, I mean, if you're going to wear that stuff, a little touch, a little touch. Right. We've all been that thing where you pick up a friend to go out and they get in the car and it's like, holy crap, how long did you sit in a bathtub full of this stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, uh, Velma. Velma, that yes. New cartoon. Uh, after this, stay around. Mm-hmm. I love Scooby Doo. Who doesn't, who doesn't love, love classic Scooby Doo? Yeah, who doesn't love cla- and classic Scooby Doo? Just for those who don't know, is from the beginning of Scooby Doo to just to, to until Scrappy Doo was introduced. Um, I am even okay with Scrappy Doo, but this new take. I mean, they've been trying for years to to change the animation style uh, of of the you know to make it more hip in the way the animation is presented. Not realizing that the quaint animation is the thing that we connect to emotionally. The original mm-hmm. Scooby Doo, um, and so they've come out with the Mindy Kaling has come out with this new uh, version of Velma, um, and uh, it, it, it it's the Scooby Doo gang in the background, but it's primarily about Velma. Um, now she's she's turned into a a a, a brown woman uh, in this, which I don't care about. Uh, um, yeah, didn't, Shaggy is a me. Shaggy's a black guy. I also don't care about that. I care yeah. about characterization in these situations, um, not about color. Um, I mean, I, I do think that Shaggy being a black guy, uh, it wasn't me jokes and Sue. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's, or Shaggy the the reggae yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't how, me. Can, how can they do that? Yeah, why that's right. Shaggy why wasn't Shaggy? Why wasn't the voice of Shaggy done by Shaggy? Yeah, that that See, that would make sense. Interesting idea. Yeah, if you're gonna like, have a black Shaggy, there's already a black Shaggy. But so why how, wouldn't you use black Shaggy? That's how brainless it's gotten, right? Just oh, black Shaggy. Nobody thought that that was all that was done already. Um. So this cartoon is. Uh, it's a unique unifier because people on the left hate oh, it and people on the right hate it. This Everybody near, hates yeah. this cartoon. Near universally despised. And the reason I think it's authentic is everybody has a different reason for not liking it as opposed to the same three reasons that get circulated on Reddit. It's been a thing to behold. 
everything about this show seems to be awful. And it got a second season greenlit. Well, I mean, that could be somebody trying to save face or the hate watching was just, it, you know, artificially shot up the ratings. Remember back when we used to work uh, at City TV and uh, there was a person who uh, could commission TV series and the person would commission a TV series and it would be an abject failure, but they would give it a second season. So yeah. they could say that, well, it was an all right show. It ran two seasons, even though it was a disaster from the moment somebody thought it up. They're like, oh, if it got two seasons, it was respectable, even though nobody watched it for two seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Just just to save face. Yeah, just to save face they, yeah. and blow money that uh, that wasn't wasn't theirs and could have gone into okay, our budget. But but that's I mean, that's an example of somebody creating corporate welfare for their friends. In that case, this is just the WB sucking hard. Is this WB what, what carrier is this on? Well, it's it's Warner Brothers. But what is it on Netflix? Where is it? I'm I'm not sure. We're I'm no, look it, that it, up. it wouldn't be Netflix. Uh, but I, I WB the Warner Brothers does not seem to be able to make a good decision. Well, no, not lately. Oh, it's HBO Max. Oh, there you go. Um, no, they just they just cancel stuff. Uh, it, you know, they said that uh, the guy, the, the 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 German fella who's in charge of the money, uh, the master of coin, said that uh, they were done with all that the cancellations and the cancellations continue. It's like, I, would you want to do a project at Warner Brothers where no. you can get greenlit and then told you're ungreenlit? What is the term? If you're greenlit, what are you redlit when they end it? Is okay. that what happens? Anybody can do that. That happens all the time. But not with the frequency that's been happening with Warner Brothers. Well, Warner Brothers is just the gang that, sh that couldn't shoot straight right now. I mean, they canceled Stargirl, but it wasn't so much they canceled Stargirl. They didn't give that show a fair shot. They moved it to CW from some DC streaming service, second season. Yeah, so the, the streaming service get... that collapsed yeah. uh, the first season. And instead of running the first season, right, and making big hype for that, and then running the second season so that people could get used to the characters and understand them, they just dumped it on the air and expected people to find it. And there was a show that it was a diverse cast. It it was fun. It was lighthearted. It was a teen show that felt like teenage problems and teenage solutions to problems. That was a show that did everything right, and it didn't get a chance. The only things that seem to catch any attention lately are things that cause controversy. And so they do something like Velma that irritates everyone, and they're rewarded for it. And and the thing is, you know, this is this is why I don't hate watch. Do you hate watch things, Ed? No, I haven't got the time. There's yeah. things I there's things I want to watch. I don't have time to watch things I don't want to watch. Yeah, like I'm I I waited with House of the Dragon. I waited till it was done, asked a few people whose opinions I respect, and watched it all at once. Because the week to week speculation would have made me nuts. I'm doing the same thing with The Last of Us show because I played the game. I played through the game three times, the first game, right? Right. But do I really want to go back into that story? No, it was fun to play because, you know, you can stab mushroom zombies in the throat. 
but why would I want to watch a story that dreary? Some people do. And I mean, Pedro Pascal, Bella Ramsey, they're fine actors, right? But that's not something I'm going to commit to for whatever it is, 10 weeks of my life. I'll watch it when it's all out in, in, you know, three or four days. And that's the nice thing about media right now. You don't just get to pick what you consume. You can pick how you consume it. I, uh, I just want to point something out mm-hmm. that uh, whether you watch it every week for 10 weeks or you watch the entire 10 episodes in like two days, it's the exact same commitment of time. Yeah, but it's all the the like the speculation week to week ruined that show WandaVision for me. People turned that into way more than it was. And I was just so tired by the end. I think that's why people reacted badly to the final season of Game of Thrones, too. It was two years of anticipation and nothing could have sated that. Well, I just recently watched Game of Thrones, as you know, yeah. and I, I loved it. And I thought the, the final season was amazing. Um, it, I it it landed better on me the second watch than the first time again because there wasn't the hype I sort of knew what was coming and so I got to focus on the performances and and the the editing and the cinematography and all that stuff instead of the 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 hype right or the anti-hype now speaking of hype uh, and shows that deserve hype I want to direct people to Leanna's It's Not Therapy podcast slash radio show, radio show slash podcast, which provides uh, hands-on practical solutions or suggestions for how to deal with day-to-day problems. Uh, it's uh, I learn something from every episode. If, if I only learn one thing from an episode, that's rare. And um, it's an email address that J.K. Rowling fans found to harass me via. Yay! And there's that. Um, <laughs> check out, uh, it's not therapy. It's, uh, it, it, it's free of jargon and hippy drippy, um, Anthony Robbins firewalking crap. Um, and, uh, it's got a sense of humor. It feels human. Uh, Leanna talks to guests. She, uh, answers, uh, questions from, from the audience. Um, not like, like Oprah did or Donahue, like it, they come in email. Um, but, uh, I don't know why I needed to clarify that, but, um, find it it's available on all podcast platforms it's not therapy and uh it the new one is released every week at uh, 8 p.m thursday eastern time yes well okay lately it's wednesdays at 8 p.m because they they moved it on um for raptors games on saga but the podcast version still comes out at 8 p.m thursdays i uh will take that under advisement yeah, it's, I, have, it's... I have many things that I need to ponder and we have to go away so I can do that. Okay. Um, and uh, so I'm at the sock. Um, look for me on uh, Instagram and TikTok uh, where I, I'm venturing in. Look for Liana on TikTok. Her stuff is priceless. Um, oh yeah, I got to do TikTok content and Instagram content this week. And what's your TikTok address, Liana? My TikTok is Red Leanna K because TikTok registration is confusing. And so I was just like, forget it. One, one and done. Everything else is not therapy show. But TikTok ended up Red Leanna K, same as my Twitter. So check that out. And uh, time to do you know what, Leanna? Yep. Ready? Ready? Ready. Ready. Bye-bye.
Bye-bye. <laughs>